64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker. I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. Today, we look at oneness versus the 1%, Shattering Illusions, Seeding Freedom by Vandana Shiva. In this video, we look at what is it to live, to be alive? What is it to live well, to be well? What is knowledge and what is intelligence? What is ecology? What is economy? What is freedom? What is democracy? What is our future? We look at what is this 1% idea and what is true oneness? Are we heading straight into extinction or will we rise up and evolve? Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools that I have and use that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and all of your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management. We are compelled to return to these basic questions in our times. Times of the possible extinction of our species as the current dominant model of knowledge, of wealth creation, and of representative democracy violates planetary boundaries, the rights of diverse species that share this planet as well as the human rights and freedoms of most people. <clears throat> These are times where the 1% controls the wealth and power to destroy our planet and our common lives with no responsibility or accountability for their actions because they have found clever ways to create illusions of the separation of humans from the earth and of the 1% from the West rest of society as if we share no common wealth and no common future. The extractive model of economic development and growth of corporate control and the greed economy are not just destroying nature, they're destroying our humanity, which is the human capacity for solidarity, compassion, and the ability to take care of each other. We can realize that we are members of the Earth community, and that the Earth has an amazing capacity and potential to rejuvenate and renew. And since we are part of the Earth, not separate from it, we share that capacity and that potential as well. A consciousness of our power to 
be the change we want to see, as Gandhi said, forms the basis for cultivating hope, love, and compassion in these times of despair, fear, and hate. Cecil Rhodes, who colonized Zimbabwe, formerly Rhodesia, stated frankly, we must find new lands from which we can easily obtain raw materials and at the same time exploit the cheap slave labor that is available from the natives of the colonies. The colonies would also provide a dumping ground for the surplus goods produced in our factories. This is what the economy of the 1% is modeled on. The tools of extraction and the colonies might change, but the methods of colonization remain unchanged. Grab and steal what belongs to others, make it your own property, collect rents from the original owners, and then convert the displaced into cheap slave labor, labor, as well as make them into the market for your industrial products. This form of colonization of nature and people, however, is reaching its limits now. We are one Earth family, we are one humanity, we are connected through our diversity, intelligence, creativity and compassion. For the first time in human history, our common future as species is no longer certain. In just 500 years of colonization, including 200 years of fossil fuel age and 20 years of corporate globalization. Humanity has done enough damage to the earth to ensure its own extinction. The blindness of the 1% of the potential of life to the rights of people, to the destructive impact of their constructs has ensured that going over the precipice is inevitable. <coughs> They define their destructive colonizing power as superior, while the creative nonviolent forces of nature and of women and indigenous people and farmers is perceived as backwardness. Quantum theory taught me the four principles that have guided my thinking and my life's work. Everything is interconnected. Everything is potential. Everything is indeterminate. There is no excluded middle. We are interbeings. The quantum world is not made up of fixed particles, but of potential. A quantum can be a wave or a particle. It is indeterminate, therefore uncertain. It is not separable, not local. Therefore, action at a distance becomes possible. And contrary to the mechanistic ideal of nature, human separation, the observer creates the observed. An interactive, interrelated world becomes possible. The money machine, facilitated by the mechanical mind, allows the 1% to extract wealth from nature and society defining their extravism as scientific, economic, and human progress. The denial of self-organization, intelligence, creativity, freedom, potential, 
autopietic evolution and non-separability in nature and in society is the basis of domination, exploitation and colonization, enslavement and extraction of nature and diverse culture, of women, indigenous people, of farmers and workers through brute power and violence. The rest is an ecological crisis, a human crisis of hunger and poverty, of deepening inequality, of marginalization and uprooting, dispossession and the creation of refugees. Linear extractive system based on violence is at the root of economic inequality and the polarization of the society into the 1% and the 99%. They are the basis of new forms of enslavement and an unprecedented exercise of disposability and extermination. Ontological schizophrenia is another characteristic of the mechanical mind. The knowledge of how to make a product or develop a technology is separated from the awareness of the impact of that product or technology on nature and society. This translates into a separation of rights from responsibilities. GMOs represent ontological schizophrenia in the extreme. When it comes to claiming intellectual property rights to seeds and life forms, this GMO is claimed to be a novel, an invention. When it comes to taking responsibility for biosafety, the impact of the GMO on the environment and health, health becomes substantially equivalent to naturally occurring organisms and existing seeds and organisms. The same entity is simultaneously constructed as a novel and as a totally new invention when it comes to the rights, ownership and collection of royalties. And as natural when it comes to avoiding responsibility from harm created to nature and people. 1% is not just a number. It is a system, an economic system shaped by the rich and powerful, where the unbridled greed and accumulation are seen as virtues to be rewarded by societies instead of aberrations which must be kept within limits through social and democratic process. A model in which who produces, what is produced, or whether anything at all is in fact produced, are questions that disappear from the economic equation. They are replaced by tools of money-making. Money-making money, or what Aristotle called crematistics. It affects an economic apartheid between the haves and the have-nots, which translates into an ecological apartheid between the lives and live-nots, not just in the human family, but in the earth family. The rise of the 1% embodies a will to exclude, an urge to exterminate. Its inevitable consequences are ecocide and genocide. The Oxfam reports the economy of the 1% reveals that the richest own as much as the 3.6 billion do, the bottom 50% of the humanity, while the wealth of the richest 62 people in the world increased by more than 45% between 2010 and 2015, an increase of more than half a trillion dollars 
from 542 billion to 1.76 trillion. The wealth of the bottom half fell by just over a trillion dollars over the same period, a drop of 38%. In 2010, 388 individuals had as much wealth as the poorest half. In 2011, that figure was 277. In 2012, it dropped to 159. In 2013, it went further down to 92. In 2014, 80. In 2017, it was just 8. Then as now, the issue is control. Then as now, the prejudice of the super-rich and their fear of women, the poor, the migrant, and the colored shapes what they call science. This is presented as the ultimate objective truth, when in reality it is the articulation of subjective prejudice, of fear of the other, of the uncontrollable urge to dominate. During a dozen or so years following 1953, all but one of the Nobel Prizes in Physiology or Medicine was awarded for research sponsored by the Rockefeller Foundation. Society cannot tolerate a biology whose metaphysical base is outmoded and is misleading. Society desperately needs to live in harmony with the rest of the living world not with a biology that is disordered and an incomplete reflection of the world, because it has been thought to accept the above hierarchy of sciences. Society today perceives biology as here to solve its problem, to change the living world. Society will come to see that biology is here to understand the world not primarily to change it. Biology's primary job is to teach us. And that realization lies our hope to learning to live in our harmony with our planet. Epigenetics and agroecology are the sciences for the future. Reductionist biology is a primitive science of the past. The Oxfam reports on the economy of the 1% states that the 188 of the 201 leading companies in the world have a presence in at least one tax haven. Nine out of ten World Economic Forum partners have a presence in at least one tax haven. It is estimated that the tax doges by multinational corporations cause developing countries at least 100 billion every year. A global network of tax havens further enables the richest individuals to hide 7.6 trillion. If taxes were paid on the income that this wealth generates, an extra 190 billion dollars would be available to governments every year. All geoengineering solutions to climate change are simplistic and non-ecological and focus on blocking the sun, either by reflecting sun back by mirrors or creating artificial volcanoes or spraying aerosols. But the sun is not the problem. Fossil fuels and the fossil fuel-based industrial system, including industrial agriculture, are the problem. The sun is essential, for without it, there would be no photosynthesis, no life, no food. 
Climate change is a disruption of the Earth's processes to which she regulates the climate. The consequence of this disruption is climate chaos and extreme and unpredictable events. Geoengineering will only aggravate this disruption. We will need to protect ourselves from vested interests and be sure that choices are not influenced by parties who might make significant amounts of money through a choice to modify climate, especially proprietary intellectual property. Nature is more than a human construct or an object of human manipulation for short-term benefits. It is a creative force of the universe. To be alive is to live in the eco-scene. I refer to the eco-scene as both the ecological process of the Earth and the biosphere that shapes, maintains and sustains life and the increase in consciousness amongst humans that we are Earth citizens, part of the Earth community, includes the awareness that the Earth has rights and that we have a duty to care for her, for, our, for its creatures and for our fellow humans, correcting and transcending the mistakes, false assumptions and limitations of the one mechanical mind. This is the new story that a resurgent humanity is writing by breaking free of fossil fuels, GMOs and the cages and prisons of the mechanistic reductionism, breaking free of the mechanical mind, the money machine and the pseudo-democracy ran by the money machine, which is robbing us of our histories and our freedoms, of our self-organization and our future. Our futures and our freedoms depend on our diverse stories. Simplicity and nonviolence are the basis of an economy of well-being, and such an economy must be localized. Human history throughout the ages, between the power of domination and destruction, mastery and ownership, and the nonviolent power of co-creation, cooperation, co-evolution. The power of violence and destruction comes from separation from nature and from each other. Our nonviolent power comes from interconnectedness and oneness. This is why seed by seed, farmer by farmer, plate by plate, we are solving an alternative based on intelligence and science, responsibility and awareness, care and compassion. And there you have it, oneness versus the 1%, shattering illusions, seeding freedom. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below, so buy it and read. Never stop learning especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and all of your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management even further, do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. Links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.